Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Really excited to have Zane Cook on the uh, program today. Zane is a uh, professional bull rider and actually actually done some uh, acting in the uh, movies and so we're just going to get right into it zane welcome to modern cowboy well thank you thanks for having me i'm i'm excited to be able to talk talk to you guys today yeah well we're we're excited for you to be here for a lot of reasons now you uh are, are a professional bull rider have also uh ventured into a little bit of the movie experience too uh, why don't you just uh, tell everybody you know how you got started uh in the rodeo lifestyle western lifestyle and and uh we'll start from there Okay, well, I'm from Fort Gibson, Oklahoma, so it's it's a small town in Oklahoma, and you know everybody's either rodeoed at one point in their life or they know somebody that's rodeoed. And my grandpa, he actually rodeoed a little bit, and my brother, he did too at a young age. And when I was uh, 12 years old, I finally convinced my parents to let me get on a steer at the junior rodeo that was here in town, and. I got on a steer and uh, I actually won third. And then I got on just a kind of a handful of, you know, yearlings and um, steers and things like that for about a year. And then the next year come rolling around and uh, that junior rodeo was back in town and I entered up again and I I was bumped up to peewee bulls. It was the first bull I'd ever been on and I actually won the bull riding, won a buckle and I've just kind of been hooked ever since. Oh, that's great. So that was, that was even before uh, any high school rodeo or anything. That was just in the junior, junior rodeo program? Yeah, it was, uh, that was the JBR. That was the junior uh, rodeo that was around whenever I was a kid. And I don't think they, they have it or if they do, not very many events anymore. But it was kind of one of the most popular ones around my area. Uh-huh. And uh, it would act it actually qualified you to go to the youth bull riding world finals too, that they still have now in Abilene, I think. Uh, but then it was in Fort Worth, but that's, that's how I got started. And I just never slowed down. I did the juniors. I never did any high school uh, rodeos and I never did any junior highs. I always just kind of did the junior association until I was, uh, I was probably about 16 and I started entering a, some bull ridings that they call the BRI, it was Bull Riding Incorporated, and they still have them today. And uh, it's just a good kind of mid-stepping ground, you know, from the juniors up to the to the pros. It kind of you know lets you get used to the bigger, stouter bulls, the better bulls, but not so ranked that they're just going to thump you in the ground every single time. I competed in those, did pretty good in those, and then uh, when I was 18 years old, I I bought my PBR card and I went to a couple events and and uh, I won my first one. Actually, I was in Vegas uh, at the World Finals. I had a bull that was in the Classics and I was I was competing him. And then they had a Touring Pro event uh, during the finals instead of the real time Velocity Finals like they have now. They used to have a 
turn pro event or two during the week of the finals and I entered one of those and that was that was the first one that I ever won and then I just never looked back I've had my PBR card ever since I've been in the in the PBR for eight years now and won won some good events and won some good money and been to the world finals in 2016 so I've had a I've had a pretty good run of it. Now, are you, are you slowing down in the bull riding now, or are are you still uh, competing heavily? Or no, I, I'm still going every you know just about every weekend at least. Uh, during the summer when it's heavy, I you know I go during the week as well. I, I still that's what I pursue, and that's that's what I do you know mainly as a living and um, and as a profession. So whenever I'm home, I have a fence company that I, that's what I do during the day, you know, during, during the week, whenever I'm home and make some money. And then I also, uh, I raise bucking bulls too. So my hands, my hands are tied with that <laughs> quite a bit. Stay pretty busy feeding all the time and doing that sort of thing. Now in the, in the PBR, they've got uh, a, a couple different tours going. They've got, uh, and I'm not sure exactly what they are. I mean, I follow it and, and I love it, but it's, it's, it's become so uh, almost complicated now that, uh, you know, you've really got to delve into it to understand it. So sometimes uh, there's a, a certain events running in one place, then they've got other events that's kind of like AAA league, like baseball, but for, for bull riding, is that true? Yeah, that it's kind of like uh like a stepping stone. So it, it's uh, the PBR tour and pros, and they're a hundred and eighty dollar fees, um, with ten thousand added, or sometimes a little bit more than that. And uh, I think you get sixty points to win one of those. And then it goes to the real time velocity tour, and those are seventy dollar fees with twenty thousand plus added. And uh, most of those are in you know like the coliseums and everything, so they're they're kind of a lot nicer to go to and everything. And uh, you win more money, and the points there, I think, to win is 120. And then, uh, and then the next one is the Unleash the Beast Tour. You know, the top 35, and uh, I think an event win for those are 500 points. But um, you know, they they win. I think you know, I've never won a uh, you know a built Fort Tufts, what they used to call them, but now it's the Unleash the Beast Tour. I've never won one of those events, but I think they pay somewhere between thirty to forty thousand. So now, uh, do you have your PRCA card too, or have you rodeoed it all in the in the PRCA, or just mainly in the PBR? Uh, I actually bought my PRCA permit this year, um, and I went to one event, and then I just kind of I didn't really know how to enter. I was kind of dumb to the fact of how to enter it. And, uh, you know, whenever we making our runs and everything with the PBR, there was a bunch of events we went to that like Clovis, California and Salinas, California, you know, that is a PBR on Thursday night. And then it's a pro rodeo on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And we could have entered both, but the call-in for those was two weeks prior to the call-in for the PBR. So I just never could get on the same page. It seemed like, but I'm going to buy my PRCA uh, permit again this next year, and, and I'm going to hit those pretty hard during the summer. Yeah, that's like I was saying, you know, that I think it's so great because the way the sport of uh, bull riding and, and rodeo all around is growing so much. But keeping up with it, you know, with the different uh, uh, 
different tours and everything. It's uh, it, it, it takes a little work. And there's also the, um, I'm not sure if, if it's around now, but it wasn't there the a PRCA extreme bowls. Do they still have that or no? Yeah, they, they still have the extreme bulls and, um, those are the ones to really kind of, if you're a bull rider out here, those are the ones that you really want to get in. I think they have more, you know, more money added at them and they're just a straight bull riding and, uh, a really cool atmosphere. And, uh, I think they take like the top 25 or 35 guys in the standings. Those and are, that, those are pretty good events I hear. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's the, they take the top 25 guys or whatever out of the PRCA standing. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you ever, you ever compete in anything else in rodeo? Do you, do you, uh, rope or, uh, do anything else? Any other events? I can I can rope a little bit, but uh, I just mainly stick to the practice pen and that. If I went and entered anywhere, I'd just be donating my money. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I like to I like to play with it, but uh, I think that's something I might would pick up after I kind of retire or move on from bull riding is uh, roping. But right now, I'm just kind of trying to stay focused with bull riding and. I'm having enough trouble as is with that. So I figure one event enough right now. That's great. Hey, so I, I've talked about this on the, on the podcast before, and I've actually, I actually interviewed uh, the owner of the Cowboy Surf Shop out in Half Moon Bay, California, uh, about the, you know, there's a certain cross culture between, you know, surf and skate and, and uh, rodeo and cowboys and stuff. So uh, in, in terms of, uh, of that, you know, cross culture with the rodeo and, and uh, surf skate kind of culture, um, how, how did that come about? Or uh, do you have any idea how it came about? Um, with the movie? Yeah, well, with the, I know the, the movie, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead and tell us about that, about the movie. Okay, well, I was in, uh, I got the opportunity to be in a, a documentary called Surfers and Cowboys. It, it came about because uh, about three or four years ago, me and uh, my buddy Thad Newell, we was traveling to a PBR in San Diego. And um, one of my buddies, his mom lived out there and he asked us where we was going to be staying. And we said, uh, well, we really, uh, just a hotel, I guess, you know. And he's like, well, y'all going to be out there three or four days, aren't you? And we said, yeah. And he said, man, hotels are pretty expensive out that way. He said, just stay, stay with me and my, at my mom's house. So we was bunking with him, and we kind of had three or four days that we were just killing time. And um, our agent at the time, she asked uh, if there was something that we'd like to do, like maybe go surfing or something like that. And we was like, yeah, that sounds fun. You know, none of us have ever done that so she got us a whole uh, in touch with a guy named Brian Jennings. And uh, long story short, we had a surf session. Um, and then we went and ate lunch afterwards. And we were just in there. We just kind of just connected and jived, you know. And we was in there talking for probably two or three hours in this restaurant. And he he told us he was a movie producer. And, he you know, he'd made some movies and stuff. And he used to be a, a professional surfer. Um, but his grandpa was a cowboy and he'd had this movie idea that he wanted to combine the two uh you know like bull riders with uh like big wave surfers more or less than just surfers but like the big wave surfers mm -hmm. and kind of see how we would work in each other's world that's what we did and we went to uh we started filming the very next day um 
and there, uh, it was me and Thad Newell and my buddy Jake, and there was uh, three or four surfers. And uh, one was actually a blind surfer. I thought that was pretty neat that he could surf and he was blind. But um, we wound up going to Hawaii and filming in Hawaii and watching them guys surf big waves and stuff. And we got them on some bulls over there and uh, and then they got us on some waves. And it's just a really fun, cool experience. And it's a Christian based documentary. We've been getting to just travel around, you know, the whole country and do premieres and stuff at uh, churches and schools and things like that. And uh, it's been a really fun experience. It's been something completely different than I've ever done. You know, walk the red carpet and things like that and the uh, cameras and all that, but it's, it's been fun. Yeah, that's, that's great. So you, you actually just started filming the day after you got there. No. uh, Did you guys have a script or did they have anything planned or was it, because I haven't seen the movie yet. I, I want to see it, though. Um, and you can tell us how we can do that, too. But uh, did you, were you guys scripted at all, or was it all just uh, in, improv with uh, in the documentary? No, it was just – I mean, he might would tell us, uh, you know, talk about this scenario or talk about this thing, but um, all the words was, you know, straight out of, out of our mouths and – uh, it was just telling, we just more or less told our stories. They followed us around for a couple of years and, uh, followed our stories. And, uh, this, the big wave surfer that is kind of the main surfer, uh, he actually went on to set a world record on the biggest wave ever surfed. And then, uh, and in that same, uh, time I, I wound up making the world finals for my first time. So it, it actually wound up being a really good, inspiring documentary movie and uh they got a big offer um from uh, i think Lionsgate, and for some other reason i don't know why they didn't accept it but uh it's all a non-profit organization mm-hmm. so they they do what they can with the money that that's provided and uh, right now we're just doing a bunch of premieres and i think they're going to skip through the theaters and everything and go straight to dvd when they get the money Gotcha. So, so is, is that how people will be able to see it? Is it, it's going to be on DVD or, or Netflix or something like that or pay-per-view? Right. I, and then, uh, and unless we're, you know, in their area doing a premiere and things like that, and they can, they can, uh, look up, uh, www.walkingonwater.com and it'll, uh, it'll have all the stuff, you know, about the movie and everything about where, where we're at, when we're there and kind of a schedule, things like that. So, now you did say that you filmed that movie over a couple of years. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, we started the very next day, and uh, we started filming for a while. And then, you know, we went on, the Bull Riders, we went on to tour and, and down the road, and they would kind of be here and there following us around. And then the same way with the surfers, they did, they went on to their tour. And they was following them around here and there. And uh, and then uh, about halfway through, the money just kind of stopped rolling in. And so it was put on, on hold for probably six to eight months. And then the money started rolling back in. And, and it was actually perfect timing when it did. And and uh, we got to finish it. That's great. So what, what did you think? What was the biggest wave you got on? Did you get on anything uh, good size or? Um, 
the biggest one I got on was probably, you know, six foot to eight foot. Uh, I got, I tried to get on some bigger ones, but they, they wiped me out. But the one, the one I, the biggest one I actually rode was, was probably, you know, six to eight feet. That's so great. That's cool. So then that's, that should be uh, available here sometime what, this year or next year uh, on DVD, or you're not sure yet? Uh, I'm not sure yet, but I would say probably within the next couple of years. Everybody seems to really enjoy it at, at every city that we go to. So, um, you know, and I think, and there's been a lot of big opportunities been coming up here of late uh, with it. And so I, I, I'd say within the next couple of years for sure. For years, FSR Cattle Company has been known for their premium roping cattle, used and endorsed by multiple world champions, and NFR qualifiers. But did you know that FSR is also the home of quality rope horses for all levels, from professional team roping to the novice level? A trip to Weatherford, Texas and to the FSR headquarters will give you a variety of horses to choose from. FSR Cattle Company will arrange transport for your new horse back home and a free ride back to the airport for you. For your convenience, we accept credit cards for all horses found at FSR. We strongly believe in matching team ropers with horses they can work and win with. So when you back in the box on a horse you found at FSR Cattle Company, you know you're mounted to win. Visit us online at FSRCattleCompany.com or in the office at 817-598-1222. And let us help find your next winner. Again, that's FSRCattleCompany.com. In your in your bull riding career, what's the uh, what's the worst wreck or worst injury you've had? Um, well, I've had a lot of wrecks, but I've been blessed that I haven't had a whole lot of injuries. Um, I, I think two or three years there in a row, I was the PBR's top wreck, and I was tired of <laughs> I was tired of kind of seeing my name at the top on that side of it. I was, I was more ready to see my name on the top on the riding side, but, um, I've had some, I've had some pretty bad wrecks. I got into a really bad one at Springfield, Missouri, uh, two or three years ago. And, but I've been pretty fortunate. I've, I've shattered my, I've shattered my right ankle. It's pretty much all, you know, hardware and fake and, uh, twisted my knee up pretty good one time and, uh, a lot of, you know, a couple concussions, a lot of stitches and things like that, but, but nothing too severe. What's your best, your best moment in bull riding? What was the, what was the best, best win or best, you know, your, your, your most memorable moment so far? Well, there's been a couple of them. My, my favorite win was probably the last Mike White Invitational PBR he ever had. Um, just because he was, he was a bull rider that I really looked up to. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, it was really neat to win the win to win the last one that he had. Um, but the most memorable moment or my, my highlight moment was probably in 16. Um, I was one of the last guys into the velocity finals, and I I won a third there, and that bolted me up and and get to go into the world finals. And that was probably my most memorable moment. That was the first. You know, that's the moment that I've waited on my entire life, and uh, that was the first year that i captured that and i thought that was pretty neat yeah that's, that's cool now now does your family uh are, are you guys a ranching family back there or you said your your grandfather rodeoed a little bit anybody else in your family in rodeo or 
no, not necessarily rodeo, but we we do have you know a, a ranching background. We've always we've always ran cattle and everything. And uh, when I was you know probably fourteen years old, uh, I finally convinced my dad to let me start raising some bucking bulls. And uh, the very first bull we ever raised actually went on to go to the world finals, and he won a couple classic events and everything. So he was he was really good. And then we've had a lot of not so good ones and a lot of good ones since. So we uh, we keep fiddling with it though, and have, we have fun with it, you know. And um, we got quite a few uh, rodeo bulls standing around here, and we do a lot of the bull competitions and things like that, and and then raise them and sell them and things like that. Just just piddle with them. Yeah, that's become quite a uh, just uh, quite another um, business in and of itself, hasn't it? Just the, raising the bulls for all these events now, particularly since there's so many different events and and so many people that are um, you know in the sport now. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like um, horse racing. You know, it's everybody's involved in it because there's there's a lot of chance of you know winning a lot of big money, but at the same time, it takes a lot of money to play the game. And so you kind of see people go in and out and, you know, come on scene for a couple of years and then, then leave. And, um, it's, I don't know. I, I've never really gotten rich at it, but it's just kind of something I enjoy doing and when piddling with, you know? Yeah. Very cool. And then you, you, so you guys have a breeding program too. Or is that, is that what you do? Or do you, uh, go out and buy, buy specific bulls or. How's um, that? we, we do, we do both. Uh, I have a bull that I raised that he uh, he was 68 and no he never got rode and so we breed a lot of things back to him and we get a lot of you know a lot of really good uh, things out of him mostly heifers that's kind of disappointing you know nobody really wants to buy the heifers but uh, we get a lot of really good heifers and we just kind of keep on to them and then breed them into different things there's a bull on tour right now that Chad Berger owns and uh, his name is Gambini Mm-hmm. And we we more or less raised him and uh, got him going real good and sold him to him last year and so uh, we're kind of looking for that that one really good one again you know and it seems like those just come around every now and then yeah so in in, when, in terms of when you sell the bulls like you've got a good bull or something and and somebody wants it do you do you ever stay partners with it or do you just sell the bull completely outright where you're you know just you know out of it completely or do you do you do, you do partnerships with with uh with guys too i've i've done both um you know we've we've sold half interest or you know 20 percent interest or things like that in bulls and and then at the same time we've sold sold them outright and um i kind of like to do that you know that way i just i've been in some bad situations before with uh the partnership things and i just try to kind of stay out of the partnership as much as I can, but, uh, there's, there's a special one every now and then that I'll go ahead and partner with or things like that. But, um, I kind of like to go, let them go on and, and then, you know, see my brand all over the country. You know, that's pretty neat to see bulls that's come through my house and, and then see them, you know, 14, 15 hours away. Yeah. That's, that's great. Hey, so, uh, being a cowboy and, like you are do you have a favorite uh cowboy hat brand that you like or are you sponsored by someone or uh no i'm not sponsored by any uh cowboy hat brands but i really like americans um 
they're they're kind of my favorite and I don't necessarily know why I, I haven't given a whole lot of other brands a chance but I like I just kind of started with American and I've, I've always stuck with them and I, I, I like them you know they last how about cowboy boots um I don't really have a, a favorite brand of cowboy boots I, I have probably at least one or two pair of every kind it seems like around here <laughs> I don't I don't have very many tennis shoes but I, I have a lot of boots how how about your favorite cowboy movie? My favorite cowboy movie. Um man, there's a bunch of good ones. Uh, are we talking like bull riding related or are we talking like John Wayne style? In, in any style. Just if if you got a go to movie that you know it's a rainy Sunday and you, you want to watch a good western, which one have you watched over and over? Uh, just about every John Wayne movie, you know, you can't, you can't beat the Duke. He's, he's yeah. pretty good, but I, I really like, uh, you know, McClintock or Chisholm, or, uh, Rio Lobo and those, those are really good, but you can't beat John Wayne. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. So now, um, to, to find out more about the movie, people can go to, uh, what did you say? What, what's the web address? Uh, www.walkingonwater.com and then the name of the movie or, go ahead it's surfer, surfers and cowboys but I, I do believe there's a website for it too and I, it's www.surfersandcowboysmovie.com okay and then for people that uh, want to follow you uh, you're on Instagram and, and Facebook yep I'm on Instagram and Facebook my Instagram is uh, Zane G2H Cook and my Facebook is uh, Zane Cook and uh, you know go and follow me and uh, I try to I try to kind of uh, post where I'm going to be when I can but uh, for sure you know post all the videos and results and things like that and then kind of show you a little bit about my life and what I do on the daily very cool um, so what what do you what do you see in the future here? I, I'm, you know, you're, I mean, you're still really young. Uh, are you, do you have a, a goal for when you're going to exit bull riding or are you just going to kind of let that come naturally? Um, I always joke. I think I'm going to be the guy that they kind of forced to quit because I'm so <laughs> old that nobody wants to watch me get hurt anymore. But, uh, <laughs> I, I love bull riding, man. And I, I'm, I'm nowhere near retirement, um, or even thinking about retirement. You know, I'm, I'm, still focused fully on uh, pursuing my goals and uh you know my goals of you know win a pbr world title uh getting that top 35 and staying there every year you know but at the same time i'd like to go to uh, the golden buck and shoots too so there at the nsr i think that would be pretty neat yeah and you say you are going to try to uh to make more of the prca rodeos uh next summer too take a run at yep those. this next this next summer I'm going to kind of fully devote it to rodeos and put the PBR on, on a break during the, during the summer break and just kind of, you know, fill it, fill out the rodeos and, and see how they are and see how they treat me. And then uh, the next year probably make a firm decision on which one I'm going to fully pursue then, you know, the next year and go win a title at. Now, now do you do any specific training for, for bull riding? Uh, you know, any, anything outside of the arena in terms of, uh, you know, just bull riding, uh, techniques and stuff. Do you, do you do a certain gym program or 
anything like that? Well, I I build fences, so I do a lot of T-post driving. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I do yoga uh, as most as much as I can, and I stretch every day. Um, you know, I think that's super important is to be limber and flexible, especially on your legs. Um, but I, I do some yoga, and uh, you know, and I'll I'll go to the gym here and there uh, i've been so busy really kind of the last couple months that i haven't i haven't even thought about going to the gym but i kind of just work out at home and you know just do things at home uh my drop barrel and my uh stationary barrel and watch videos and kind of work on mechanics and mindset and things like that mm-hmm. have you gone to a lot of bull riding schools uh you know through the years or do you put on any bull riding schools yourself or um, I've went, I've went to, uh, David Barry's bull riding school, the, uh, you know, monster bull, uh, bull riding school in Locust Grove. He, he's, he's who taught me and, you know, he's taught a lot of the, a lot of the greats, uh, Ryan Dirtiers went through there, Austin Meyer and LJ Jenkins, and, you know, Skeeter Kingsolver and a bunch of the, bunch of the greats went through there and, uh, and I've, I've, kicked around i've got an arena here at home and uh you know i've got about every kind of bull you could choose to so i've kicked around maybe putting on a bull riding school this next year um and if i do then i'll you know i'll advertise it all through social media and everything and uh and we might try it one time see how it goes and then might kick something off you know yeah very cool well hey zane i i really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us and uh, you know, sharing your story and, uh, you know, look forward to, to watching your career here as you go down the road and, uh, look forward to seeing, seeing that movie as well. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate you, you know, let me come on here and hang out with you for a little bit and talk and, uh, you know, um, uh, for sure the, the movie, we're hoping it goes big and, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be in any of the viewers areas and then come hang out with us. Absolutely, very cool. Uh, wh- do wh- do you know where you're going to be next with the with the movie? Or um, right now, they're working on a, a a schedule for the East Coast. Okay, good. Is the last I heard. So so they're they're working on, you know, probably like the Virginia, uh, Carolinas, you know, around that area. Okay, very cool. All right, Zane. Well, hey, we'll let you get back to uh, get back to work. And uh, again, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll look forward to to watching your your career here in the future awesome thank you guys you bet where are you cowboys and cowgirls at every friday afternoon i hitch up the trailer saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler i drive that old back road Till it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. Can tell 
Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the roping pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the roping pen. Well, I ain't no play your speed. But I give her hell, hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down at the roping